0: We're going to do knee knocking, right? Yeah.
1: All right. Nice.
2: Let me so we're live. We're recording. It's
1: going to be edited. So don't worry. Yeah.
2: So Adam and Yvonne here with William Zachary in three, two, one. Hello, Bill. Hey, how you
1: doing? It's good. good. You. How are
2: you? Hello, Adam. Good morning.
1: Good Adam. Nice to have you, William, Bill, Bill. our friends.
2: Our dear friend. so we are here live at Elevate in San Diego.
0: It's a uh, and it's a privilege to be here, and, and I'm really looking forward to my session because I get to interview George Carasota, and that will be a lot of fun. In terms of. I asked him this morning. Um, he's the only guy I ever know who wanted to be the Administrative Director of the Division of Workforce when he was in the fourth grade, so I'm going to try really? to get that information out again.
2: How did you figure that out, <laughs> Interesting. Mm. So, what, what's the topic of your session?
0: Well, it's basically an update on the California Division Workers Conversation. And so, we're going to have that, uh, that explanation, if you yeah. will, of uh, what he's doing, what they have done, and yeah. where they're going to go in the future. We're talk about regulations, we're talking a little bit about uh, staffing issues, we're going to talk about other things that yeah. affect everybody in the California comp system. So, that should be a lot of fun. That
2: sounds like it's going to be an interesting session. So, and what time is that?
0: That's at ten thirty to eleven thirty. Ten
2: thirty today, so we are recording this session, so it won't be, you know, part of our thing. But that's good to know. So you know what? One of the thing that one of the things that I'm always fascinated about with you is that you seem to have this endless well of knowledge yeah. about all things yes. having to do with insurance and workers' compensation. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things over the years.
0: We have. It's been, uh, you know, I've been very, very fortunate, though, in terms of I've been put in different roles within the system that you don't see a lot of claims people going from claims into risk management. And I was given a very gracious opportunity at Safeway to to do their risk management program. And um, it was uh, the important part about any role that you get, though, is making sure that you're learning and can um, be competent in what you're doing, so to speak. And so for the first three years as a risk manager, I would call on the way into work, I would call one broker on the casualty side and get a tutorial for an hour every morning on casualty. And then on the way home, I would call the property broker and get an hour tutorial. on property issues because I, I knew the comp side pretty well, but I didn't know these other pieces. So it was a great opportunity for me to uh, get a lot of training, which made a big difference in terms of what I've been able to do.
2: So that's really interesting. So it reminds me something um, on the podcast that Rafael and I do. We talk to folks about navigating their career path, how they got in, so workers' comp for insurance, and how they you know went about their – and one of the things that we – Heard over and over again. It's really important in this industry to always be curious.
0: And and in that respect, I think that the, you know five years ago everybody was talking about blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. Now everybody's talking about AI, AI, artificial intelligence, right? And and one of the challenges we have in the comp system is that we don't have really quality data for AI. But um, part of my learning experience is, and I'm now advising. Um, a company on the workers' comp aspects, but they do AI. They look at the videos of uh, distribution centers and in stores, yeah. and then they use the AI to figure out how many improper liftings or whether they're wearing the right uh, protective equipment yeah. or what. Yeah. Um, Forklift near misses and things like that, and then they give statistics back on here's how you can improve the safety. And so, the voxel folks who I'm working with now are very interesting. But getting back to the real comment is that part of my discussions with them is I wanted to say, I want to know all about AI. Yeah, I'll teach you all about the comp and about safety programs, yeah. but I need to learn about the AI. And so, that, awesome. so, it's continued, you know, the lifelong learning. I'm, I'm married to a former principal at an elementary school, and keeping up with her lifelong learning, I better I better keep running as fast as I can on the treadmill.
2: Well, I mean, I'm like I said, every time I talk to you, we talk, we seem to find something new to talk about, and so that's always very interesting and exciting. So,
1: well, what I think it's great is that aside from the vast years of experience, very knowledgeable, I, I have a lot of admiration for what you bring to the table, but Yvonne. Last year at the conference in Vegas, yeah. aside from that he's a very great mentor, a wealth of knowledge, we we were we participated in the closing session uh-huh. in Vegas, which was very comical. So I saw side of Bill that we still, you know, integrated workers' competency and, okay. and return to work, but in a, a very comical way. So it's it, to me, it's very admirable what you do, Bill, that you're at all levels. Whether it's you know, we have to be serious about it. We can be comical, but we're still delivering a message, which I think it's great.
0: Uh, you know, humor humor can be an important yeah. part of the education process. Absolutely, you know, I believe that absolutely. But yes. I must confess that my wife says I am not funny
2: <laughs> at all.
0: <laughs> she says, "No, Bill, you cannot tell a joke for you, You know, well, you
2: got You do have a dry sense of humor. Uh,
0: I don't know. If she, she says I have no sense of humor. You know, I mean. <laughs> well, it sounds like she's very funny. Uh, she, <laughs> I've been very fortunate. She picked me out when I was very
1: young and, and we have been together for 43 years. So that's a pretty that's amazing. So quick question for you, Bill. How, how many times have you been to this conference? Um, how many times has this conference been?
2: I think, 20, I think we were talking to Dwayne about that last night. 2012 was the yeah. very first. Yeah. So think it's about been going 10, 10, 10, 10, 11
1: years. years. Yeah, I've been a fair number of times. Yeah. To to so that. what should the attendees that are here for the first time, What should be, or those that are going to be watching, yeah. that could have made San Diego elevate this year, what, what should you expect? Well, what is this platform? The stage about?
0: Well, I think you know, like like most conferences. What I tend to do on most conferences, I, besides taking pictures, is I, I tend to take a lot of notes about those aha moments that I didn't really realize, and then, and it's sometimes in despair, even though they're talking about one thing, I may I may give, something else pops into the head, and so I take and I put little stars next to them and I try to keep track of all the little things that I've learned and then depending on how you learn for instance I I find that I remember things better if I write them down it doesn't Uh, mean I go back and reread them but by writing them I remember better right and so I write down the list then I rewrite the list usually and then then from there it will come out a to-do list in terms of what I need to do to take, you know, you can get across a lot, of learn about a lot of information. But the real key is once you get the information, what are you going to do yeah, with it and well. you
1: change behaviors?
0: Uh, quite honestly, though, uh, you know, there's a lot of little things you can do, but changing your own behavior is one of the harder things to do. And I'm usually good for maybe one one lesson a year. yeah. And, and I
2: don't believe that for a
0: second. <laughs> no, it's true. Because at the end of the year, I'll sit down and say, what did I learn this year? And usually it comes yeah. out of a really painful event. Yeah. The, the real lesson, that change your behavior, sure. you know, you know where, where you
1: say, I'll never do that again. Kind of yeah. It comes yeah. out of that well, So
2: we'll have to come back and chat with you towards the end of the year and see what your lesson is. So
1: are. why don't we wrap up with this, Yvonne? I see you're wearing a kid's chance pin here.
0: I... You know, I am so proud of what the state fund does in terms of the Kids Chance, and I am. I am working. One of the big challenges we have with the Kids Chance program is the fact that the the kids are usually very young when the parents yeah. are killed, and yeah. they're trying to keep track of them. And so yeah. there's a program that if we yeah. get them registered, we can keep track of them. And I'm I'm part of the National Kids Chance, trying awesome. to get the judges to encourage people that's, to do that. Great. And the state fund supplies one-third of all of yep. the referrals for California. So I'm, that I'm very proud of Bernsteiner and the entire state fund of
1: California wow. group in terms of what they've done to do this. If you don't know what Kids Chance is, you've got to check out the organization. Amazing, amazing work that they do. So, so yeah,
2: kidschance.org is yep. the national organization. Yep. And we're in California, so there's Kids Chance of California. California, and every state, I think, now has it. Every, every yes. single state yeah. in the country has a chapter. So
1: shout out to our friend Kristen Chavez. Yeah, Kristen. <laughs> so, all good. right.
2: So is that it? That's it. All right. Thank you for joining. Thanks us, for Bill. letting me be
0: here. I appreciate it. Um, good to see you guys.
2: Deal. Always great to see Blender.
1: you.
2: One of my favorite humans in the world.
1: Uh, check him out on LinkedIn. He's great.